Okay, in part two, uh, we'll discuss the Mr. Reagan video um, audio that we're going to uh, let him uh, explain the situation as he sees it. Um, this is his hypothesis, so I'm not going to take credit for it. I'll post a link in the description uh, to his thoughts, the entire video that he put together. So without further ado, here goes. If the Democrats did rig the 2020 general election for Joe Biden, consider this. Consider the process of developing a technique to defraud a national election. In order to do this, the technique that you use to rig the election would have to fulfill two basic requirements. One, it would need to be effective. Two, it would need to be undetectable. In order to develop such a technique, many techniques would have to be developed and tested. Perhaps they develop 20, perhaps 50, perhaps 100. Who knows? But then, after you develop them, how do you test them? You need a trial, maybe several trials. What better testing ground than the Democrat primaries to work out all the bugs in your various programs? If you're going to do something like this, you'd have to expect that some of these efforts would fail, and some, perhaps, would fail catastrophically. And that's maybe what happened in Iowa. Now, you may remember that the 2020 Democrat caucus in Iowa was a massive disaster. Questions swirling about what went wrong during Iowa's Democratic caucus. We have worked with cybersecurity experts, nationally renowned cybersecurity experts, to test this app. We found a coding error last night once we discovered some irregularities as the results started to come in. The Democrat Iowa caucus final result was delayed for ages because the app that was used to tabulate and report the results was faulty. But... Was it faulty? The app was created by a company called Shadow Incorporated. That irregularity linked to this caucus app made by developer Shadow Inc., a for-profit development company based in Washington, D.C., describing itself as working to create a permanent advantage for progressive campaigns and causes through technology. Now, if you thought Dominion sounded like the name of an evil organization straight out of an Ian Fleming novel, Shadow Incorporated has got to be the villain from the prequel. Shadow Inc. was a company started by Gerard Niamira and Krista Davis, both of whom worked for Hillary Clinton's failed 2016 presidential campaign. The company, which was founded by former Hillary Clinton staffers, was paid $60,000 to improve the reporting of caucus results. Nothing suspicious about that at all. In the aftermath of the Iowa debacle, the app was looked at by several professional programmers and they determined that the app seemed amateurish. And I accept that this is possible. Perhaps the app was simply poorly designed. But perhaps, perhaps it was designed very well, but it was not designed just to tabulate votes and report them. But perhaps it was designed to manipulate them. Shadow Inc. was financed by a Silicon Valley billionaire named Reed Hoffman. Reed Hoffman previously financed something called Project Birmingham. Project Birmingham was developed, and I'm not joking, uh, it was developed specifically for election manipulation. It was developed in order to create the illusion that Judge Roy Moore's political campaign was supported by the Russians. According to the Washington Post, Project Birmingham got its funding from internet billionaire Reed Hoffman, who emerged as a leading underwriter of Democrat causes after the 2016 election. In Alabama, Project Birmingham introduced fake evidence that automated Russian accounts called bots were supporting more in the race. As I said, Project Birmingham tried to create the illusion 
that Judge Roy Moore's political campaign was supported by Russians. This is clearly an attempt to manipulate an election through unethical and possibly illegal election interference. It was a scam. It was a con. And it was financed, as I said, by this guy, Reed Hoffman, the same guy who financed the Shadow Inc. voting software that, quote, malfunctioned earlier this year during the Democrat Iowa caucus. So maybe, just maybe, this software was a failed attempt at vote manipulation. Now, Biden didn't win Iowa. Pete Buttigieg won. Interestingly, Tara McGowan, owner of Shadow Inc., is married to one of Pete Buttigieg's senior staffers. Coincidence? Maybe. It was launched last year by a Democratic nonprofit called Acronym. Its CEO is married to a senior advisor of Pete Buttigieg, which the campaign has acknowledged. So, all right, so maybe the... So there you go. Uh, we're... We're dealing with the kind of situation where you have multiple people on the Democratic side um, involved in these, uh, I call them pre-election uh, jiggering. Um, I I remember the Iowa caucus was a chaotic mess, and there was a story that was booted up during that time about how, you know, how the app didn't work and who was connected to it and stuff. And if you look into Reed Hoffman, you'll be surprised. No, no, he didn't mention it, but yeah, he owns LinkedIn or he's the co-founder and executive chairman of LinkedIn, which is now, I, if I'm not mistaken, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is now uh, at least partly owned by Microsoft, who, of course, we know who that is. So if we're uh, going down the road of how you would develop a application or deploy it during an election, why wouldn't you test it out during uh, a primary that you totally control um, the outcomes in? Um, it's kind of ridiculous that we're even having these conversations uh, right now. Um, you know, it's it's really, it's terrible. So yeah, LinkedIn Corporation, it's parent organization, now it's the Microsoft Corporation. So, uh, you know, when you start going down the road, and seeing who who's the pulling the strings and who's involved with certain things, uh, you you might get into a whole host of uh, uh, connections that aren't aren't just serendipitous. There's there's a there's a plan afoot. Uh, 2016 didn't work out well for uh, the Democrats, and maybe they had a fix in, but it didn't quite trigger the way they wanted it to. One of the things is I think they were um, there may have been some. Uh, mess ups. Maybe they didn't have the trial run that they expected. Actually, in the uh, in this video here, he he mentions the 2016 steal by uh, uh, the Democratic establishment against Bernie. Maybe this time uh, there there was a and this is my hypothesis. I think there may have been uh, more than enough uh, push by members of the far right or far left, not far right, but the far left. Um, because of all the things that they were doing around the country, uh, that they, uh, through uh, you know the auspices of uh, various outside actors that we've always mentioned, like Soros and whatnot, um, were motivated to hijack these elections, uh, so much so that they were positioned on the ground, uh, that there was a, uh, uh, you know, people say, oh, you're such a conspiracy theorist. It's like, well, look at where, where all these things happened in Milwaukee, 
uh, there was a huge crisis in uh, Wisconsin, not what a month or uh, two months prior with uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Uh, Pennsylvania, there was uh, lots of, uh, there was a, I think there was a violent action that took place in uh, Pennsylvania around Philadelphia area. The Philadelphia mayor, the uh, district attorney was releasing people, very radical stuff, very, when I say releasing people, releasing people that had committed crimes and giving them OR and uh, they were pushing and manipulating the system to cause chaos. Uh, Arizona, well, uh, there was probably uh, some local backlash there. I know Phoenix has changed significantly since the, uh, probably since even 2000. There's been hijinks in the elections there since McCain's been, uh, was alive or dead there. Um, Georgia, uh, we've heard about Atlanta being, you know, it's always been very corrupt uh, in terms of how they run and manipulate and organize down there. And, and uh, uh, this involves Republicans, too. Uh, and, that, and that's just the thing that uh, people get this messed up. Uh, we're not just blaming this on the on just the far left. There's a significant portion of the. Quote, the conservative establishment, we're talking about the establishment politicians who couldn't stand Trump. You know, uh, they've used his personal failings or his personal misdeeds, whether true or not, which, of course, nobody ever really uh, delves into that. And they keep on uh, they keep on smearing him up because uh, they can't stand that he took over their party. If you're a Republican and you, you know, a country club, a country club Republican who is used to being, you know, chasing the stocks and investing in Raytheon and General Dynamics and some of these military established com- companies probably doesn't like like the fact that uh, Trump is involved in this or that he's actually trying to make movements on things like uh, pro-life as far as, you know, when you think about uh, defunding Planned Parenthood and stuff like that, which I know will really mess, really mess with liberals' minds. And there are many libertarians who don't who don't uh, agree with that position either, but be that as it may, I mean, at least he's trying to do what he said he was going to do, which, I mean, I, I for, for a very long time in this country, I, I've heard from both sides and both political stripes, and even when I was on the left as a person, that we were supposed to, you know, uh, we were tired of politicians telling us lies about what they're going to do and what they're going to attempt to do. Now, maybe Trump doesn't go about it um, persuasively the way people like it, but as far as this election is concerned, um, he had little to do about this. He he mentioned verbatim that he thought mail-in voting was a horrible idea, and as we have uh, come to discover uh, between the interactions of Dominion and the mail-in ballots being received late and being carded in late at night, in pristine condition as they were found in uh, Georgia, uh, one has to start thinking that there was a, a bigger bigger plan afoot, uh, and this was planned out throughout the summertime while people were uh, focused on their businesses and trying to uh, fight the corona propaganda and, and uh, ignoring all the situations that were going on uh, regarding election. Election didn't really become a hot topic until July and August as, you know, obviously as the election cycle uh, gears up. 
but they, that allowed months of planning between March and July or August to put in the fix or put in the system that they wanted to. In many of these states, that's exactly what happened. It happened in Pennsylvania as they tested it out during uh, during the during the primaries, as far as uh, Act seventy seven, and that's that's what the Pennsylvania Supreme Court has just ruled uh, was ruling that you know uh, by uh, the process of latches, which is you know beyond me. It's it's a legal argument. And I'm not going to try to uh, try to piecemeal that together. Though uh, there's there's already a uh, injunction being uh, was put forth through uh, Samuel Alito and uh, their uh, writ of certiorari is being uh, uh, right now looked at by the Supreme Court in regards to that case. But that's just one 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 state, uh, Michigan, Arizona, and Georgia seem to be the strongest cases right now. Wisconsin actually there was a, a, a article or a an order was dropped yesterday. And it was based upon, um, I think, the signature matching, or uh, there's something about, uh, regarding after the recount, which everybody's saying, "Oh, you're just recounting the fraud." You're, you know, you're can reconfirm. Well, I guess in the in the in, in spite of that, there was a signature match that needed to be uh, audited, and they probably audited. And they said there was roughly about two hundred thousand votes that probably could be discarded. Um, when I say probably, I don't know. I'm, I'm like I said, I haven't delved into Wisconsin as well as I've delved into the other places. Um, that may be the might be key to that state turning over. And so there, there are your four states that have a serious issue that's being pursued. I think uh, Georgia is going to be the most uh, difficult because it seems like the uh, uh, the wheels are the like anything else when you had the crooks garden uh, 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 or the fox garden, the hen house. In this case, you have the GOP establishment and the governor and the secretary of state. And Democrats can use that from a political standpoint to uh, buttress their arguments. I see, you know, you, you can't you, you can't trust Trump. And, you know, he was the one that was trying. He's trying to uh, use his power as a. You know the head of the G- GOP as uh, to get this election turned over, they'll exploit that from a media standpoint. So, all in all, I, I think there's a significant amount of uh, uh, fire that's being uh, put out there, and it, it's a an unfortunate sign of the times that the media won't cover any of this, and we're going to be stuck with the outcomes of this election in any case uh, for decades to come.